everybody. Welcome to Love is on the Air, where everything is censored except the swear words. I'm here with my co-host and producer, Eric. Hello. Who is also our guest today. Hello. All right. Getting um, two birds with one stone there. Killing them. Or, yeah, somehow there's a Maybe saying Maybe you can't in there. kill them anymore. Catching what? them. Oh, no. Yeah, let's catch them instead. Not yep. with a stone, but with something else. Yep. Got it. Okay. So, we start each episode by asking our guests to make a sensor sound. Yes. Have you, do you I have am one aware ready? Of this, and I do have one. Right now, I'm kind of scared that I'm not going to be able to do it correctly, but I'm going to give it a couple tries. I'll get, I'll, I can do more tries if I need them. Here we go. Oh. There we go. How cute is that? <laughs> it's like a cat or something. A little kitty. It's like a mechanical cat. Okay. I don't know. You happy with it? Yep. Okay. Um, I forgot to do the check-in. Do you want to tell people what's going on? Not a lot, I guess. I got back from that cruise that I went on, and now it's kind of like I don't really know what to do with my life since I'm not preparing for that, but I also I'm going to be moving at the end of December. So I guess I'll kind of have to be getting ready for that. Yeah. Like getting boxes and packing things up and all that. Gross. Yeah. And I have so much stuff for one guy. Like I had two. I should only have like five boxes. But I have no. way more than that. You're an adult. You have a lot of stuff. Yeah, You've acquired, a- acquired, accrued. Yeah. So many things. I just said those words at the same time, and it came out a crier. <laughs> <laughs> Gruel. Cruel. Um, okay, well, I'm sad that you have to move again, but I guess it'll be fun. Yeah, but you're moving too. I am moving in the same month, yeah. in the winter. And kind of to the same area. Yeah, I'm excited. I'll be right next to Jenny's Ice Cream and Bar Taco, and everyone just get ready for me to get fat again. <laughs> So many tempting things. <laughs> Nothing really is happening with me either. Oh, I forgot to ask you. Sorry. That's okay. It's pretty much the same. Yeah. I met Phil's mom. For the first time? For the first time. What's her name? You don't have to say it. Do you want me to say it? I don't care. I, I don't no, know. I don't, I don't want to say it. because <laughs> Let's not. Yeah. Anyway. How you know who you are. She <laughs> listens. Oh, okay. Shout out. Shout out. Miss Phil. To Mrs. Phil's mom. Yep. <laughs> um, how was that? It was good. Do you hate her? Nice? <laughs> no. Okay. It was really nice. Um, we went to a Mediterranean restaurant, which is, you know, if you know me, I eat pasta and grilled cheese. So it's not in your so, wheelhouse. So, yeah, it was like an adventure, but I had eaten it one other time, so I knew there was one chicken thing that I liked. Mm-hmm. So I just stuck with that chicken dish, chicken shawarma. <laughs> and then I ate the hummus and fatouche salad, which was really delicious. That's a made up word. No, it's real. Mediterranean food is like a big deal in Michigan. Why? I think it's because we have a really high like Middle Eastern um, population. Wow. Like there's just so many places to eat where you can get like tabbouleh and Baba Ganoush and all these words that sound fake, but they're real. I used to, I went to school with a guy named Bob Oganoush. 
<laughs> you did not. Yeah, you're right. I, I don't think I've ever had Mediterranean food. You probably would like it. You think? Oh, if Phil finds a spot in in Nashville, mm-hmm. I'll let you know. You can come with us. Okay. He's been looking. Anyway, it was great. I'm so excited that I finally got to meet her after like forever, it seems. Yeah. Um, You've never talked to her before no. that moment? No, before that moment. But she's listened to the podcast. Yep. So she feels like she already knows you a little bit. And yes. you didn't know her at all. Yes. And she likes you. I, you just, you have a thing with moms. All the moms love you. They do. That's weird, but kind of cool, I guess. Yeah. It's good for your future girlfriend. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> ready for your icebreaker? I am ready. Okay. <clears throat> Let's whip it out. Here we go. What is one article of clothing that someone could wear that would make you walk out on a date with them? Um, I'd say probably uh, KKK robes. <laughs> I'd probably oh have God. to be out of there. <laughs> and I wouldn't even know if it was actually her because she, yeah, she, she would just have a thing on her head. A hood on her head. <laughs> Oh my God, I was not expecting that. I'd be like, Christina? <laughs> and she'd say, yeah, Eric, you must be Eric. And I'd be like, oh yeah, um, I'll see you later. <laughs> uh, I gotta go to the bathroom, <laughs> climb out the window. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. I guess um, a, if I was gonna go with like a serious answer, like something somebody might seriously wear, I don't know, I can't think of anything Yeah. that would make me walk out. There's definitely things that I would, I would, I could see, and I would probably think it was strange, maybe. Yeah. Like a cowboy hat. Yeah, ladies don't typically wear those on dates. No, if if a woman is wearing a cowboy hat in Nashville, that means she's not from here. Yeah. Can I say something funny? Sure. Phil's dad wore a cowboy hat to to the lunch we went to. Really? His stepdad. His stepdad. I thought that was so funny. And he's from Texas, so that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. He's allowed. It all made sense, yeah. He's allowed them. Yep. But, yeah, for sure, that'd be kind of like, wow, you're proud of being Southern, Yeah. miss. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Or like a beret. A beret. What about a top hat? <laughs> I, I would probably be more interested by that. That'd be kind of like... The beret would scare me. I would probably think that she was... Like, on a mission to murder all men or something. Is that like from Kill Bill or something? Does she <clears throat> it wear? It just kind of seems like something. If a if a female decided she hated all men, she would definitely wear a beret. Okay. And then go on her serial killing mission while wearing the beret. Nice. I can picture that. Yeah. Um, if she walked in in a top hat, it would be like Shania Twain. Man, I feel like a woman vibes. You're right. That would be kind of hot because she'd probably be wearing like an oversized white button down and like have a cane, you know, the black cane that she has in that video. I don't know know if I've seen the video, but I know what you're talking about. Listeners, you know what I'm talking about. Why does she have a cane? I'm not sure. I could be making that up. I'm pretty sure that she had like a little stick cane thing, but not like a curved cane, like like a straight one. With the ball on the end of it that you hold on to. But, like, not really. I mean, it didn't look like a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> but there, yeah. yeah if, if a woman showed up wearing a full wizard's outfit <laughs> i might have to leave what if she showed up in zelda's outfit you'd have to marry her no i mean i'm not like that i'm not a weird fan like that okay you know, how, you know how like the stereotypical fantasy for guys yeah. in like the 90s was if a woman dressed up as um, Princess Leia? Yes. I think that, I don't think most guys would actually care about that. That's just like a thing that, People but, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to ask I wasn't old enough in the 90s to know. Yeah. To know what that was. That's on Friends, right? Yes. <laughs> That's a funny episode. I just watched that one. <laughs> That's a. Those were all really great answers. Thanks. You're welcome. Ready to be the guest? I'm ready. All right. So why don't you go ahead and start with a brief history. This is going to be weird because usually you like ask really great questions like with me <laughs> and now you're not going to be here and now I have to ask all the great you questions. You have to ask all the great questions. The pressure is on. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Well, first tell us your relationship status right now. Single. Okay. Single and looking, right? Yeah. Like swiping. I'm, yeah. I'm still tr trying to use that hinge app. Yeah. And, oh, and I have our boss's friend. Our boss gave me oh, her friend's phone number and like right. is trying to get us together. And I told her that I would. It, it was just a busy month. Yeah. So I could, I still have that that I haven't done yet. That seems like something that you should do soon. Yeah, probably. Before the holidays. Okay. Okay. We'll keep you guys posted, listeners. <laughs> All right. So um, give us a brief history um, or it can not be brief. I think I say that every time it can be long of like your first real relationship or the one that really stood out to you. Um, help us out and, and I'll yeah, I try guess to the be you. first real relationship I would say happened, um, in the summer of my right before my sophomore year of college. And it was a girl that was kind of mutual friends in, in my group. It, if you listen to my episode with my friend Ryan Snelling, it's the girl that we were both involved with. Yeah. So it was kind of the, it wasn't really a love triangle. It was kind of just like. It was just. The relationship created a lot of tension because yeah. he had also been involved with her in the past. It's, it's literally exactly like. The Friends episodes. Yeah. Because Ross and Rachel weren't in a relationship. Yeah. But they yeah. had all that history. Exactly. So find that episode and listen to that if you haven't already. Right. So, yeah, I guess I need to think about how it all started. So she was she was friends with all of my friends. She didn't, like, hang out with us a lot, but we just, like, sometimes she was around. Um, and I think what happened was... Um, a girl that we both went to high school with was about to get married and I think she messaged me and we just kind of started talking and then she asked if I would go to that wedding with her Okay. and we went and then you know at this point I had already talked with Snelling and he had said I don't like it but yeah go ahead and 
we don't need to go through all of that again. Yeah. But anyway, so at that point, after the wedding, we were just kind of together. Okay. And it wasn't, I call it my most, I call it the relationship that was like my first serious one because we were adults in college, right. you know, doing our own thing. Um, but that's not to say that I think it was a mature or healthy relationship, right. you know, because we were still both, you know, whatever, 19, 19. We dated for like two years, I think. Okay. So we were 19 and 20 years old or whatever. But <clears throat> I mean, um, looking back on it, I'm glad that it happened, but I don't, I don't think it was a great relationship. Okay. So we dated for about two years, like I said, and there were probably the first six months were awesome. And then from there, it just kind of started going downhill. And I don't really know exactly what it was. I think it's, it's easy to see her faults. Oh, of course. And it's, it's, I couldn't tell you what stuff I did, but I know there's definitely, you know, I'm at fault too for, for the relationship. I think, um, looking at her side of it, she was, we both went to different schools and she was in a different colleges. Yeah. Different colleges. And she was in a sorority. So her life was just very different from mine. Right. And you know, she was partying every weekend and she just had different friends. And I think at a certain point she just kind of wanted to be with somebody who was living the same kind of life as her, Yeah, you know, like, and I, you know, I was in a, screamo metal band <laughs> so every every weekend she was going to frat parties and doing things i was playing shows in covington kentucky or whatever so yeah I, it was kind of just like we did spend most weekends together but it you know if she was at if she was at my dorm room she was living my life and if i was at right. her dorm room i was living her life so if that makes sense let me ask you when you started dating in the first six months that were really great, did that start when you were both in college, separate colleges, or did it start before you went? It was, she was about to start her freshman year of college. Okay, and you were already there. And I had already gone through one year, yeah. Okay, and then second question, how far were the schools from each other? Like 30 minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So not that bad. No. That's nice. So when she would come to your place, was she like bored or did she just go to shows with you or like, yeah, she would, she was actually really great as far as supporting me being in a band. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know if a lot of girlfriends would be that way, but she did come to all the shows and you know, but yeah, I don't know if I would say she was bored. It was just kind of like, you know, I just wasn't that kind of guy yeah. to be going out to parties. I, I don't think I went to one. I didn't go to any parties in college. Did you go to, when you went to her college, did mm-hmm. you go to her parties? Yeah. And I had, like went to frat parties and that's just kind of a, that's a strange world to be yeah. in if you're not in a frat. For sure. You know. And plus like knowing you, you're not really a crowd person. Right. So I feel like that'd be a weird place for you to be. Yeah. Did you hate it? Um, I didn't love it. And I didn't go to a ton of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you like a lot of frat parties you can't get into if you're not in a... Really? If you're not in Greek life, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. 
Yeah. Well, I wasn't in Greek life either. So, so I went to like, I think they were called date parties. Oh, okay. Like, so if her sorority was putting on a big dance or whatever you want to call it, then I could go to stuff like that. And anyone could bring a yeah. date, right? Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. And I don't, yeah. It just kind of, I think we got to a point of friction where we both knew it was, it was not working out. And I think we took like a week break and then just both decided it, that we should break up. On your break, did you guys talk at all or did you totally like cut it off? I don't remember. Okay. I think we probably talked a little bit, but not as much as we usually would have. Yeah. And then <clears throat> skipping ahead a lot from, but it's important because we broke up. We did the typical thing where you break up, but you still hang out because right. you just been with that person for so long. You don't know who to be outside right. of that. Yeah. We did that for um, a few months probably. And then just stopped talking. Weren't really friends at all. Um, and I guess that was probably about 2012. I think, and then maybe 2015, we were both living back in our hometown, and one of our friends actually lived in Nashville. Me, me and Snelling were planning on taking a trip to Nashville to see this friend, and my ex-girlfriend was also friends with this girl, and she just said, hey, can I come with you guys? So this is still the girl that Snelling was with, right? Right. So she wanted to come with you and him Mm -hmm. on a road trip to Nashville. Yeah. And at that point, him and her, they were, they were just friends. Yeah. That was all a thing of the past. Me and her were friendly, but it was kind of just like, you know, we hadn't really talked at all, but but we were still cordial with each other. The most awkward situation she should put herself in. Well, she after this trip was planned, then Snelling decided he couldn't go anymore. Oh, okay. So then it was just me and her. Oh no! And <laughs> I, I was like, I guess this is gonna be a little weird, but it'll probably be fine. She's a very, she's very outgoing, and she's just very friendly, and she can kind of make any situation not awkward. That's good. So I knew that it would be fine because of that. And at this point, I thought I was, I was like, all my feelings were gone. And I was like, it's going to be fine. We're just friends. We're just going to go and see our friend. It'll be fine. And we got to, we started the road trip and we stopped to like get food or something. And I just kind of started feeling, I was like, this is weird. This feels <laughs> like we're dating. Yeah. Like this brings me back to four years ago or whatever it was. This feels strange, but I'm just going to get through the trip and, and forget about it. Okay. And then it kind of ended up being a thing where we hung out with our friend and one night we all went out to the bars in downtown Nashville and I I don't know what happened, but we kind of just both gave into it. Yeah. And we got back to Kentucky and I like dropped her off at her car and she just like started crying. Oh no. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but <laughs> I don't know why you're crying. <laughs> I knew well, I think I 
I think she was just overwhelmed and didn't know how to feel. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what this is, but I know that I still have feelings for you after this trip. So, yeah, I, I don't know what I said, but we kind of just left left it at that and then just kind of started hanging out. And then we were just kind of together again. But she was also going, I, I feel like maybe that was like October and I think in December she was going to be moving to Spain for like six months. Oh. So I think it was kind of a situation where we both had the initial feeling, yeah. but we didn't have to have the fear of if it would work out long term because we knew that it, She'd be leaving. she would be gone. Huh. So was it fun? Like, was it just for fun at that point? Yeah. And by the end of it, I realized that it wouldn't have worked out long term just because we had those same like conflicts that we used to have. And I kind of realized that I don't think she ever really felt about me the way that I felt about her just based on the day that we like the day she was leaving. Yeah. It was like really tough for me to say bye to her because I just knew I that was it. And and it kind of seemed like she was just like, yeah, all right, well, see ya. Oh. So at that point, I kind of realized that it just was never as mutual as I thought. Do you think it was, do you think she was like deflecting or whatever? No. She was just like, it was just easier. Yeah, I think she's just one of those girls that just always, that I don't want to put her down. I think, right. I think that she's one of the girls that just always really likes to have somebody with her. Yeah. She always likes to be dating somebody. Mm-hmm. And I think I was just kind of a convenient, a convenience for those two months or whatever. Yeah. So that's what happened there. That's sad. But it, it, I guess it was kind of closure for me. So I wasn't always wondering, wondering. what if, you know? Yeah. Well, that is like a gift in itself. Yeah. So after that, how did it affect you like when she was actually gone? Were you like sad and kind of grieving the breakup all over again or did you kind of bounce back quickly? No, honestly, no. I don't think because I knew it was coming. Okay. I think I it was just over and then that was, I don't think I was, it didn't feel like a breakup. It was just kind of like, oh, that was a thing that happened. So now I'm back to normal. Yeah. Did you do any dating after that while you were still in Kentucky? Yeah. Maybe a year later or so, I started hanging out with a a different girl who I had also previously dated already. I don't know what it is. You're just a backslider. A backslider? A backslider. Referencing New Girl slash Carrie Underwood's new song. Oh, you're right. Was that the episode where Nick gets back with... Caroline. Caroline. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what I was doing. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's not always a bad thing. Yeah. I mean, in New Girl was because Caroline (laughs) was crazy, but in, in real life, it could be... I mean, it could be that you're both in two different places and now your views align more, you know, on life and whatever, but it seems like for the, obviously the first girl, 
you talked about it. Your views did not line up. Yeah. And she was leaving anyway. So is she is she back? What happened when she came back? Were you still I, there or were you in Nashville? I guess I was still in Kentucky, but I didn't. It's not like I reached out to her and tried to hang out or anything. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what happened when she got back. I, okay. I don't think, even think I knew when she did get back. But Okay. So tell us about the second backslide. So this was a girl that I had dated for a summer right before this other girl and me got together. I had just broken up with this with another person. So this was that girl. Okay. We dated for like most of a summer. So you backslided and then backslid, backslid even slid further. Even further. <laughs> Yeah. Funny. Okay, keep going. So this girl had lived in Nashville and had just moved back home. And I think she just, she knew that I had been in a band. She knew that I was into music and, and recording and songwriting and stuff. So she, I think she just messaged me. Oh no. You know what it is? What? We matched on Tinder. Oh my gosh. Because you were both in Nashville. No, no, oh. no. She was back in, in Kentucky. Oh, okay. Sorry. And I think we just matched on Tinder one day. And she was just like, oh, hey, uh, funny seeing you here or whatever. And then we just, and then she gave me her number. We started texting and she was asking me to like help her with songwriting and recording and stuff. Okay. And then I think we met at a Starbucks to like talk about that kind of stuff one night. And then it just backslid you know? it just happened <laughs> yeah um like full relationship no okay just hanging out casual you know? yeah okay and i yeah i'm not neither of us ever i don't think either of us ever thought it was going to be a relationship so since it was casual were you or do you know if you guys were seeing other people at the same time Do you know, like, was she still swiping and dating on Tinder? I don't know if she was actively doing that. I remember one time she said she was going on a date. She was like, I'm going on a date tonight. Don't be weird about it. (laughs) I was like, go for it. (laughs) Okay. And And you weren't weird about it? No. And then she, it didn't go well. And she just came over to my house after that date was over. Huh. I guess I can't imagine where... (laughs) It wouldn't bug you that she was going on a date with someone else. I I don't know. You guys were just like super upfront with it. So yeah, upfront with like not being actually exclusive. Right. Okay. So yeah, that went on. I don't know how long that went on. Maybe a few months. So that kind of just fizzled out or did you guys have to have like a conversation about it? We had a conversation. I, I think I ended it with her once. And then she convinced me to, to like keep going to keep going with that. Mm-hmm. And then she ended it a second, like the second time. What was her reason for ending it? She wanted to like find a real relationship. And, and then you weren't good enough. I guess not. I'm upset for you. Well, I'm offended for you. I think we both just knew we that we weren't compatible. Okay. And now she's engaged. Oh, jeez. Getting married soon, probably. And the other one's married now, too. Right? No. She's oh. in a serious relationship. Oh, okay, okay. Man, Kentucky. 
You guys move quick. I'll probably be 30 before I get married. What, just how kidding. old are you now? Probably 25? Not. 25. I need to stop overreacting. That's so long. It's just because I'm really realizing now that like, you just don't know anything as a kid and all my plans like were to do everything before I was 30. Yeah. And now I'm like rapidly approaching 30 and haven't done anything on my list. Yeah. Last, yeah, I think the last time that I was home with like, with my whole family, one of my cousins was there and she said, Eric, isn't it weird that when I was your age, I had two kids. Oh my God. I was like, thanks bro. Wow. (laughs) That is weird, but yeah. Very weird. But thanks for making me feel like I'm way behind in life. Right. (laughs) Right. Ugh. But so yeah, that ended. I moved to Nashville. I have only dated one person in Nashville and that was very short lived. It was cute though to see Eric dating. Just and so now you she's already in a, another relationship also very soon after I'm good luck. Uh, oh yeah. Good luck, Chuck. Good luck, Chuck. Yeah. So ladies, if you're out there, you want to get married, just date me for a month. <laughs> and then guaranteed. He'll, then he'll show up. Yep. Guaranteed engagement within one guaranteed year. Engagement within one year of interacting with Eric Mulder. <laughs> That is funny. I wish that you... So I know we talk a lot about like our parents and how their relationship impacts us and like how that kind of works out. But I don't know. I mean, do you feel like you got in your first relationship even though you're pretty young? Yeah. Do you think like did that have anything to do with how you felt or did you feel... Do you know what I'm asking? Yeah, I don't think so. No. I don't even remember my parents being together, honestly. Okay. And I don't, even though that was like two years is a long time to date somebody. Yeah. I don't think either of us ever talked about marriage. Okay. Or being together for that long. Or like moving in. Not like we, not like we weren't serious about each other, but I think we just kind of never got to that point. That's and there was and there thing. was probably I know like towards the end of the relationship I knew for just for myself I I knew that I could never marry this person. I may have never actually said it or or contemplated it for very long. Yeah. But I I knew that like even before it was over. Why? Just cuz of Just cuz we didn't work. She liked to Yeah. do parties and stuff. Well, no, I just we we just weren't compatible in that way because it's it's interesting to see if like she would balance you out because you're kind of like introverted and you said she was really outgoing yeah so would you know when they say opposites attract but also it's kind of on the opposite end sometimes it's hard when you're opposite of somebody yeah and like i said that's not the only reason we didn't work yeah. I think that was just, I think that was a big reason for her as to, I, I think she just kind of realized I wasn't the kind of guy she wanted to be with. But yeah, you're right. I think it is healthy to have someone who will help you step outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. To an extent. Yeah. But there's also, I, I mean, I have two friends that are engaged right now and the guy is a lot like me 
and the girl is like all over the place and she's very outgoing and and they're kind of like that he keeps her he keeps her safe and she keeps him a little bit crazy you know that's so cute yeah so it works sometimes yeah so now that you are how old are you 27. You're 27. I, I feel like I do this every time. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah. So, um, talk about like your disposition when you're looking for dates. Like, what is your um, attitude toward dating right now? Yeah. Maybe if you want to tell us some experiences or what are you looking for? I also, think, how can we help you find somebody? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's. It's very, my outlook on it right now is just so negative. Yeah. And like it, it stops me from even trying because when I look at it, I just think this is so impossible. There's such a low chance that this would work out that I don't even want to give it a shot. Why do you think, why do you say there's such a low chance just because of like the person or because of. The way you meet? No, just because of relationships, just the nature of them, like, and finding uh, someone that you'll that you could eventually marry. Yeah, you're fine. You have to find a new best friend, essentially. Right, which is hard. Right, and one I had a really long phone conversation with, like, with my oldest friend a few months ago, and we were talking about that, and he was just saying. Like our friends group is is very tight and loyal to each other, so it kind of just and you know we all live in different cities and do different things now, and we have other friends like that we've made in our lives, but it seems it seems like to replace friends with a significant other. Is, is this making any sense? I feel like I just rambled for a while. No, I think so. You, if When you're finding someone you're going to spend the rest of your life with, they have to be your best friend. Yeah. I don't think there's a way around that. So to me, even before I think about finding someone that I can have a romantic relationship with, the first thing I think is, can this person be my friend? And then I think how impossible it would be for me to find somebody that's going to be my best friend in the yeah. world and I haven't met them in 27 years. Okay. You know, you know what I mean? Yes. First of all, that makes a lot of sense. Let me, can I tell you my thoughts? Yes. Okay. So this is actually really funny because I am taking lessons in Spanish, mm-hmm. Spanish lessons with uh, one of the guests that we had on here. Uh-huh. And I had one this morning and in Spanish she said, who is your best friend? Cause we're learning like who, where, what, when, whatever. Yeah. And I like, didn't know what to say. <laughs> I like said, um, um, I don't know. Yeah. I guess Phil is my best friend, but so yes, the person that you're with and yes, Phil is my best friend. If you're listening, <laughs> um, which I know he's not anyway. His mom is. His mom is. <laughs> um, yes, they have to be your best friend. But they don't have to be your only best friend. And also they grow into that. And 
when I first started dating Phil, I didn't didn't really know if it was going to work or if we even had that much in common. And yeah. we started to learn about each other. And seriously, like, I think in a few months, it turned into, wow, I feel like I could hang out with this guy every day and do nothing or go do adventures. Right. Um, or whatever, whatever you do with your best friend, mm-hmm. I felt like I could do with Phil. And it was seriously like, in the beginning, I was like, I have one best friend and she's the only thing I ever need in my life. Yeah. But it grew into that. So I think it's important that it's in your mind, but I think you just need to let it grow into it because when you're dating somebody, they learn so much about you so quickly. Yeah. More quickly, I would say, than like the friends you've been friends with for 20 years. Right. Um, that being said, you 100% should still have your best friends and you should not replace your best friends with a significant other. You should just add them along. Yeah. And I mean, I don't, I'm not saying like replace them as, as far as like you just never talk to your friends anymore. Right. It's just like, you know, when you're in high school, all the things you do are with your friends. Right. And then when you're in college, you go places and it's with your friends. And then now it's, you're kind of at a, well, I'm at a point in life where I'm doing everything just by myself. <laughs> Not trying to sound sad, but all <laughs> but you know, yeah. all my friends have. We hang out, and then they, when they do things in their life, like they have that person that does things with them. Yeah. So you're just you're finding that person that is just going to experience everything with you. Yeah. And so much, all, almost all of this is just me overthinking. Well, I don't think, I don't think it's you overthinking. I think you're just super aware. You're just aware of what's going on and you're nervous. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's harder for people like us because our best, best friends are not here. Right. We live too far away to experience life with them. Yeah. If we were, if you were in Kentucky or if I was in Michigan, I think maybe we'd feel a little bit better. Yeah, maybe. I think it's just kind of, you know, they say ignorance is bliss. Yeah. I think if I had that attitude about it, it would be a lot better. Ignorance towards which part? Like just not thinking about the negatives of it. Yeah. You know, like my grandparents, they just met each other in elementary school and then they just, they're like, oh, well, people get married and then they just did that. Yeah. And then now they're 80 years old and they're still married. Right. So I think... Sometimes, like, that just happens, and it doesn't have to be a huge mess, and just because they didn't, they didn't overthink it. Like, that's just what you did, and then they did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if that's, I I feel like there should be a happy medium. Yeah. And obviously, the world, uh, like, the dating world is so much different now. Seriously. It's terrible. Yeah. I mean, back that's how it was back then. You just married somebody that lived close to you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Proximity played a huge role. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm 12. You're also 12. And you live down the street. So we'll probably get married someday. And then they do. The pool was much smaller. Yeah. 
Who was saying it? Was it maybe on this podcast or maybe it was you? I don't know. There's just so much to choose from. So many men or women to choose from that like you just can't pick one and you're swiping all day and like dating constantly and you never like. Yeah. I don't know if I said that, but I get I get that. Yeah. Like on the dating apps on Bumble and Tinder. I never I never had that problem of like too many choices. On Hinge, there are, like, there are a lot of conversations in my inbox. And it, it's so overwhelming that sometimes I just don't look at it for a few days just because I, I can't. It's just too much. Yeah. So Hinge seems like maybe the new place for you. Yeah. Kind of on a different note. It's, it's definitely, I've definitely had more luck starting conversations or seeming like there could be a chance of an actual date on from that app. Yeah. I think you just need to keep doing it. I know it sucks and I know you know that. Yeah. But you should just keep going. You'll find somebody. <laughs> somebody cool. Thanks, Jill. You're welcome. <laughs> Listeners, if you have anyone who sounds like a compliment to Eric, please let us know. That would be fun. <laughs> then they could both come on the podcast. Oh, wow. That sounds like a good way to drive her that away. could be our first date. <laughs> um, well, hopefully eventually. Well, okay. Let me ask this question first. Do you think having everybody like trying to set you up helps the negativity? How much um, does that play into your like n- disinterest in dating? Being having people try to set me up for the most part is kind of it's it's just like I don't I don't often want to do it because what if I just don't like the person or what if they don't like me then we have this third party that has to hear about it and they have to wonder you know you know they thought it was going to work out and then they just are going to want to hear about it or it just kind of makes a weird relationship between you and the person that set you up. Yeah. You know, you be like, why didn't you like my friend? My friend is awesome. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I I definitely m- maybe a that. lot of people <laughs> wouldn't be that way, but that's just kind of the fear that I have. Yeah. You know? Well, and a lot of people might say they wouldn't do that, but when it's your friend that you like, yeah, it's like, what do you, what, what didn't you like about her? Like, come on. Right. What What could you possibly not like about this girl? Yeah. And then you're, you're just in a pickle. Yeah. A relationship pickle. Yeah. And I think the other big obstacle that I have is, is even when I do, like, for example, the girl that I did date in Nashville, it kind of brought back old memories of, of, situations I've been in countless times where I start dating somebody just to see where it goes, you know, give it a chance, try to get to know this person. And then after a while, I just realize that I don't have the kinds of feelings that I think I should have. And then I get scared to hurt them. So I break up with them before it goes any further than that. So it's kind of, I guess I probably have inner, like an irrational 
um, an irrational thing where I think I need to have feelings for somebody before I even go on a first date with them. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like I want to make sure that something actually like it could be, could have potential before I even waste time, give it it any gas at all. Yeah. How long did you wait before you broke up with this one here? Probably a month or so. Okay. And you dated like, what do you think? Like once or twice a week? Went on a date? Um, yeah, probably. I don't know. I mean, I get what you're saying because if there's no like spark or like you're not feeling that yeah. tummy feeling, yeah, it's kind of like, how far do I want to let this go? Right. And I think it's a considerate thing for you to do to not want to drag a person along. Mm-hmm. But... You also don't want to like sabotage yourself, right? And not give yourself enough time. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Know. Yeah, I think I. I think that's what it is. I'm. I'm always waiting on the spark, and I'm kind of like, oh, was that the spark? I don't. I'm not sure. And then, yeah. eventually, I realize there's no spark. Well, maybe if you could like find someone really hot. <laughs> <laughs> To where it makes that feeling in your tummy without like knowing who they are. Does that happen to you? Like Um, when somebody really beautiful or whatever. Yeah. Talks to you at work. Yeah, I guess that's happened a few times. I wonder if that, if you could try that first. (laughs) And then see if it stays. Yeah. This could be a totally stupid plan. But I don't know if that's actually a spark or if that's just. Attraction. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But attraction is stupid anyway. Why? Because it's like, oh, I really like how your face is. (laughs) That's just stupid. It's not stupid. (laughs) You have to have things visually pleasing. Yeah, I'm just saying it's weird that we are, that we view things like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It'd be cool if you could, if there was an app well, it would be weird if there was an app where you could have their bio and no picture and just say like brunette five, four, that's my dream. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> five, glasses. Four? Yeah. Five, four, five foot four. That's, that's your dream. That's my dream. I mean, not really. I'm fine uh, with being really short, but yeah. it'd be great to be at least five feet tall. <laughs> what a life that would be. <laughs> um, and then they got, and you didn't get any picture. And it was like in the show, <gasps> it's like you've got mail. We're like, all they know about each other is what they write to each other. Have you seen that movie? A long time okay. ago. And then she's like, well, I'll be at this coffee shop with a rose in oh. my book or whatever. And so he doesn't know what she looks like, but he knows that he likes a lot of things about her. Yeah. And so he's already like, Excited because they have so much in common. You should just be Tom Hanks. Okay, I'll be Tom Hanks. Okay, I'm glad we settled on that. So, yeah, what would it be in this generation? It would be like, I'll be at the coffee shop with a fidget spinner. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be at the coffee shop with an iPhone 8 and a pink sparkly case yeah did they meet at the eiffel tower or is that a different movie that's a different movie but it's also tom hanks 
Okay. Not the Eiffel Tower. Oh, the no, one it's in New York. Seattle. Oh. Is it? That's Sleepless in Sleepless Seattle. Sleepless in Seattle is a movie, but they go to the Empire State Building. Oh, they do? Yeah, in New York. Because the, the movie shows the map of the United States and the plane goes from one end of the country to the other. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Well, anyway, we can. I know how we can close this out. Okay. I'm going to go over my least favorite things that women do on dating apps. Okay. Does this segment have a name? This is going to be called Stupid Things Women Put on Dating Apps. And this is not... I don't want to be super mean or sexist or anything. This is just... These are my thoughts. And afterwards, we can... I'll try to think of... You can think of dumb things that guys do, or we'll figure something out. Okay, ready. So, a lot of women on dating apps think it's they think it's a personality that they like food. <laughs> They'll talk about tacos and pizza a lot, and they'll say, they just say things like, "I'll, I'll I'm going to get on the app right now, and we'll see if there's any on here." You know what I mean? They'll be like, like oh, that you have to answer questions on Hinge, and yeah. one of the questions is like, where where would you find me at a party? And almost ninety percent of the girls on here say next to the food <laughs> or wherever the puppy is. Like almost word for word, they oh all they all put that. That's exactly where I would be too. Yeah. By the food. Let's see. This girl said. I'll know he's a keeper if he brings me wings without me even asking. I don't like that. It's just like, yeah, you like food. We get it. People like food. <laughs> Where to find me at a party? Probably petting the dog. Okay. That is an answer that I see all the time. Normal. Everyone loves dogs, mostly. Yeah, and, and girls on here talk about The Office a lot, too. Everybody likes The Office. But I guess it's still okay to say that you like The Office. That's not... Yeah. It depends on how they say it. That's not as big of a sin, you know? Yeah. It's just like they put these things on here that they think are like... You know, it's not unique. It's not... You're not special because you like food. <laughs> And they, they're saying it as if girls aren't supposed to like pizza or tacos. And they're like, oh, look at me. I'm not a typical girl. Yeah. I love tacos. Yes. That's so weird. Because everybody loves tacos and everybody loves pizza. You don't have to be a boy to like pizza. Right. And I don't know when it started, but it's just like a thing that's that's been going on where that's, it's almost like a template. It's like a... It's like a dating app female template. <laughs> they just like automatically load up something about tacos and pizza and a dog and the office. Yeah. And then they just insert their pictures. Instant profile. Yeah. Instant dating prof. Um, I think that's specific to Nashville though with the tacos thing because we have so many taco shops. I just went to Michigan. We have no taco places. There was one place called Detroit Taco. <laughs> Detroit Taco. And here... There's one in every small little 
place of Nashville. There's like Taco Mama and Taco Mamacita and Loco Taco yeah. and Taqueria del Sol and we Bar do. Taco. Yeah, we do have a lot. But it's I mean, like, like I live lot. here, I like Mexican food, but I'm not. Right. But I wonder like if no. you were on the apps in Michigan or in Kentucky, if they would all be about tacos too. That's a good question. We'll have to do some research. Yeah. Next time I go New back to Kentucky. But anyway, that's my rant. I so liked it. Do you ha- do you know anything? You haven't been on the apps in a while, so I guess you don't know if if there are any male trends right now. Not really. I saw a lot of guys who would have their dogs on the picture or a dog. I don't even know if it's their dog. Yeah. But I think they th- that kind of goes along with the I'll be petting the dog part of the lady profile. They yeah. know what the women want to see. Yeah. Um, and what? then a lot of the guys would say that cliche of walking on the beach, long walks on the beach. Mm. I saw like kind of definitely more than two or three of that. I like yeah. long walks on the beach. And it's just like a joke. Yeah. It's just like a thing that they're they're putting forth as like a part of their personality. Right. And like, what kind of beach do you want to walk on? The, the man-made <laughs> beach by <laughs> Percy oh, Priest Nashville. Lake? Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Yeah. And this girl said, what makes me happy? First word is pizza. Pizza, my family and friends and my dog. I don't know where, I don't know when pizza and tacos just became like this, you know, epic goddess of a, <laughs> A food item that everyone has to just like shove in your face all the time. I love pizza. Yeah. I can write about it. Anyway. Anyway. Maybe we've maybe we've done enough of these. That was a good segment. Okay. We still love you women, but we need to pull it together. Yeah. Let's just get like, more creative. Just be be your be your real self. Be, be, be yourself. Don't just be the version of a girl you think you have to be. Yeah. Anyway, so tell what's tell me what my problem is, Jill. Bring me back bring me back down to earth after all of that. All of the compliments or all of the after faults me, of your after me ladies. just trashing all of the women on <laughs> all of these dating apps. Well, I think you're great. I've never been in a relationship with you, so I don't really know, but I do know that you are very stubborn. You're yeah. like a stubborn mule. I'll give you that. But I don't know. I mean, you might, you could like somebody enough to give, to let that stubbornness kind of go away where you would maybe compromise more. But I, th- I think that would definitely be like something to think about. Maybe yeah. uh, like if you have a serious reason for not liking something or not doing something, that might be more legit. But if you're just like, well, that's stupid. Like that thing in the two episodes ago where you're like, owls don't exist because they just don't. <laughs> There's no reason you're giving for that. That's just a joke. Yes, but that's what I mean. Like okay. if you were saying, well, I'm not going to this movie because it's stupid or whatever. Yeah. A better example. I think that would be... A point of contention. Okay. 
But I'll, I don't know. I'll keep that in mind. I'm trying to think if there is a girl that I've dated that I, like I could just call and ask her what my problem is. And it wouldn't be weird. But I can't think of any. You could call your girlfriend's friend. Maybe she told her friend, what's wrong with you and your friend? Ooh, <laughs> that's a great idea. Let's do that. Hey guys, this is Eric. I'm just going to drop in here and um, explain what we're doing for the last segment of the show here. Because um, I'm not sure if it, that was very easy to follow. Uh, so we've decided to call a few of my female friends and ask them if they can tell me something about uh, myself that is a problem when it comes to being in a, in a relationship or maybe just something that they've noticed about me that they think is going to be a hindrance to my romantic life. So anyway, this first caller here um, is one of my best friends. She's also married to another of my best friends. Spend a lot of time with her. So let's hear what she's got to say. Um, I don't know. I think, I think a really big problem, one of them, is I think there is a severe lack of confidence. Um, I think that you have put yourself out there quite often, and I think um, you've had some girls really treat you really poorly and stomp on you really really harshly um especially like when you were really developing like what romance really was and like what romance looks like even to an adult like that all happened when you were really young and like maturing and what your idea of love was and I think that damaged you in a sense and makes you really for in a sense for something serious like it, it it's hard for you to like yeah like a date every now and again like that's no problem, but I mean, like, seriously, sitting down and and finding something that that lasts, I don't know, I think you're, it just seems like you're really scared to do that. All right, and our second caller is also one of my best friends. She's engaged to one of my oldest friends, um, and I actually used to live with both of them before I moved to Nashville. Uh, additionally, I used to date one of her best friends, um, so we gave her a call to see if she could give me any insight on that. So, wait, I'm not prepared for this. What? Like you, you don't know anything or you're scared to say it? No, I'm literally the only reason that you all broke up was because you all were, you know, young and stuff. And at separate schools. So she never really said anything about you that made you bad as a boyfriend. Okay. She um, did she never complained about anything? Not that I can think of. Okay. Honestly. All right. That's, I mean, that's not great content, but I guess good for me. Um, so just... We had talked about it before, and really the only reason that you all, um, I guess, ended it, I mean, there was really no no rough waters or anything. It was just because maybe you were in different times of life. Well, you were in different times of life, because, you know, you were, I think, in Frankfurt at that time, remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why, why is this topic? Uh, You're I, not a bad, no. No, because I just, I spent like 10 minutes trashing girls on 
that are on dating apps. So I wanted to bring myself back down to to the ground to kind of level the playing field here. So maybe really quick. Maybe as um, as one of my best friends, and you're also a female. Is that correct? Okay, so maybe just uh, you know, as as our relationship is in that sense, maybe, and we've lived together, um, not just the two of us. For those listening at home, um, so we've spent a lot of time together. So, are there things about me that you think I would need to work on once I am in a relationship? Yeah, uh, the one number one thing I can think of is that you're not very confident in yourself sometimes okay and you always think that you'll never you know that you'll always be alone and all that stuff but also it's because you always pick apart your person that you're interested in and then it makes you not want to be with them anymore all right you know what i mean yes i do you find just one thing maybe that you don't have it in common with the person or that you don't necessarily like and then you also call yourself a sociopath, but that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. So you need you need to be positive about yourself. All right. So we got we had two two answers there that were kind of similar. Yeah, that was awesome. My mind exploded when she did that. <laughs> when she said that, that was fun. Well, cool. We got some got some good things. Yeah. All right. Great. So. So, thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. And um, if you know anyone that sounds like Eric should date this person or English, that makes sense. Send your resume to. Yeah. At Love is on the Air. Send her dating profile to us. As long as there's nothing about pizza, tacos, or dogs on there, she's in. Dogs is fine. If you have a dog, you can put that in there. Okay. Because that is a unique thing. Not everybody has a dog. True. Everyone loves dogs. Not everyone has a dog. Correct. That's a good good point. Um, follow us on social media. Subscribe to us and rate us. Um, thanks for listening. Bye.